to kick it Thank off. you. Yeah. Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. If mostly you're, telling you. Welcome back. Thank you. You're welcome. If you're just tuning in, this is 100 Games in a Funeral, the hottest podcast that does routinely numbers above 20 listens per show. <laughs> I've seen those numbers. It's not bad. Uh, I was just thinking you said if if you're listening or if you just joined us. If you're just tuning in. If you're just tuning in. I was kind of assuming we're a radio show. Mm. They're they're dashing through the dials. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, and welcome to 100 Games in a Funeral. Welcome here. Yeah. I mean, you would have to just tune in if you're listening. You literally have to go download it and you have to push play. That's sort of tuning. (laughs) I'm in my own head about it. Moving on. If you're just clicking in. (laughs) Welcome. Yeah, we're back. We're here. We're doing another podcast episode um we're on social media i feel like we should be just putting that out there each time we're on social media sorry for not you should you should get on social media enough to drive engagement towards us and then get off social media that's all it's for yeah drive it's- engagement for our podcast <laughs> <laughs> um yeah we're doing another game um been a tough week for me what about you my week's been pretty good. That's good to hear. I'm glad one of us had a good week. Me too. It's I, no uh, fun if we no one has a good week. Maybe. I mean, maybe we could just get real sad on the podcast. <laughs> just a real downer. <laughs> hey, guys. He's <laughs> <laughs> crying. The I, uh, let's get this energy up. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Moving, moving ahead. Oh, geez. I just exploded my mic. I stepped on it and it... Change it in post. Yeah. Um, so what I did this week, I, li- I watched a show called Quarterback. I've heard of this. It's great. They recorded several quarterbacks <clears throat> during the NFL season. Yeah. So you get a it's, a... it's a it's a good show. It's a good insight into what these fellows go through. Mm-hmm. Um, it features Patrick Mahomes of the Chiefs, who... I acknowledge is a very good football player, but because mm-hmm. he's beaten the Bengals, you dislike him. I I dislike <laughs> him, and I'm not, I'm man enough to admit it. <laughs> That's your team. And though. every time I see him, I go, Ugh. gosh. And then uh, it features Kirk Cousins, who's just a human golden retriever, an absolute <laughs> sweetie pie. At the by the end of the show, you're just like, this is the nicest human being alive. <laughs> what a go- he's a goofy goober. He's an absolute goofball. Oh, Kirk Cousins. And then it, Marcus Mariota, who. Spoiler alert, if you didn't watch last season, is benched in uh, December for a younger, <laughs> newer quarterback. I like the idea of someone recording an entire NFL season every game and then watching it back like a reality show. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> they benched Mariota? I can't believe it. <laughs> they got rid for, for Ritter? Yeah. From Cincinnati. John Ritter? Yeah, John Ritter. <laughs> Three's company. And uh, so you get to see him R. go R. through R. the pains of getting benched, I guess. I'm I'm not gotten to that. I just know what's coming Okay, I watch the football season. So that's what I've been watching. If you care about football, watch it. If you don't care about football, I don't care. I don't, I don't play. care about football. That's right. But what's in it for those of us who don't care about football? 
touching stories of drama and drama. you get to see the intensity mm. and you also see Kirk Cousins hit the most in the league last year every play he's just getting smashed <laughs> and he keeps and his ribs are jacked up he's just like huh <laughs> <laughs> he's like on the ground yeah um yeah you get to realize that being an NFL quarterback is very difficult huh. it is that lull in sports time because I only follow basketball where it shifts. The summer league for basketball has ended. All of a sudden, every podcast, every website immediately goes to football. Like no one even cares about baseball until the playoffs start. Not even the sports people. <laughs> there's like no there's talk. Too many, there's too many baseball games. The podcasts go right to the NFL. So I know that it's a lull for me. But you know, as a Spurs fan, I got Victor Wembanyama just waiting in the wings. <sighs> He's ready for that. He's ready to go. I heard, I at first I heard he stunk, and then he had a good game in the summer league, and he was the best ever to play basketball. So. That's how summer league goes. They're all new guys, you know. They're he literally looked like a baby deer because he's so tall and lanky, and his legs are like <laughs> extremely long. Are they just gonna force feed him steroids and food over the next couple months? Maybe food, but you know he's only like twenty years old. Uh, he's got he's a gotta fill in. Maybe yeah. even nineteen. <sighs> I can't remember. Yeah. Talking sports. Anyway, um, do you watch anything? Really, it was just quarterback. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> the show you just out, told me about. I'm we not, might go see that. Ooh, we might I'm going to see the Barbie movie today. You want to go see Barbie? Yeah, so ooh. we can join in the Bar... Barbania? Barbenheimer. Oh, Barbenheimer, They've combined yeah. the... I haven't researched that enough to understand why I think, people I think a lot it. of it has to do with... And maybe this wasn't the original intent, but the writer strike, et cetera, there's going to be a lull in everything for a minute. So, mm. Well, that's all we need is another lull because it seems like COVID really took yeah. a bite out of everything coming out. And it felt like we were just getting back to like, oh, some big movies are coming out again. The, the writer strike is tough for me because you're a writer. Yeah, I'm a famous writer. I totally think people should be paid enough money, and you don't want greedy executives taking money from them. Mm -hmm. But is there any more insufferable a group than creatives? I don't know. I don't believe so. Okay. So I'll take your word for this it. This is a call out to all creatives. <laughs> Stop being so insufferable. Stop, cut it out. <laughs> Get paid. Do your, do your amazing work, but yeah. be less insufferable. It's all right. I understand. I, there's probably never been in time. Probably in the Stone Age, everyone was just sitting around eating a mammoth. Some guy was like, guys, have you ever thought about your feelings? <laughs> I've taken the skin of the mammoth, and now I'm going to whack on it. And then everyone's like, oh, my God. God, get out of here. <laughs> You're so annoying. And then he started like, all right, that's pretty good. Look, you can stay around, but don't go being a dork. Yeah. And he was like. I'm going to be a dork. It's too late, yeah. <laughs> You're in it now. That's probably how it happened. The first writer. The first guy. Um, I, did, I wasn't able to do a lot this week. I've been struggling work-wise, but, you know, I got some game time in for the podcast. And, um, and let's go to the Steve therapy corner. <laughs> please. <laughs> I may need therapy after this job. Um, played, played a little Diablo. The new season of Diablo started, the first season. Ooh. I don't understand seasons in video games. I'll admit I'm a little too old for all of this. Season one. I've never bought a battle pass. Lie. I bought Marvel Snap, two battle passes. 
in any AAA game. I've never bought a battle pass. Yeah. I don't understand it. That's not a monetary model that I support. We all know the Steve model. Yep, very cheap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if it's free, I'll take it. Otherwise, get out of here. Um, but the at least there's like a new story which I can get behind. But I didn't have to pay for a expansion or battle pass just to play some story stuff. Yeah. Except, I immediately skipped the cutscenes. So <laughs> I take it back. I don't you got even some good care. story stuff, huh? <laughs> just trying to get gear and level up as you do in Diablo. It'd be funny if uh, you knew no one was watching your cutscenes, so you just threw some crazy stuff in there. <laughs> They're really well done. Like as I'm skipping through, I see artwork. I'm like, oh, that's a cool picture they showed for three seconds. <laughs> That someone probably spent hours making and designing. Yeah, there's definitely people working their tail off mm-hmm. for you to skip. And it just gets thrown into a book, you know, the collector's edition or whatever. Look at this cool art. That's yeah. probably what I should do, just buy the art book. Respect the artist. Yeah. Skip the battle pass. The buy creative, the art book. Even though they're insufferable. Insufferable creative. Um, anything else from the week? Nope. Do you want a Seinfeld update? I don't want to become yeah, a Seinfeld you, podcast. I know it's Seinfeld time. What episode are we on? Um, let's see. I kind of, <clears throat> it's been very late when I've been watching them and icing my hands, but, <laughs> <laughs> um, I watched one where George has to move back home, which I think was the last one I talked about. But now Jerry left a coffee mug on the coffee table oh, and yeah. George had to get the table refinished because his parents ring. were out of town. Yep. And, uh, he invites a, a lady over and she's like, you have a picture of yourself as a baby in your house? That's kind of weird. Because <laughs> he's lied to her and told her that it's his house. But uh, I mean, technically, it was his house. He lived there for a while. I'm nearing George age, and I've got to step it up. I'm not doing enough <laughs> hygiene. You see some Costanza in your future? I'm hoping so. <laughs> oh, what a great group of friends that would be. Yeah. Dang, now I just remember the summer of Steve. Yeah, the summer of George. Off. Yeah, that's a whole other thing we've never discussed on the podcast. That's true. Just ripped from the summer of George and Summer's how George deep. is going to take advantage of every opportunity provided. Eat the fruits. Yeah, I decided to do that, and we called it Summer of Steve. We've been progressively increasing things that we've been into each summer. I think this summer seems like a reverse. Yeah, it's really gone downhill this summer. Next summer is going to be the summer of Steve. We'll hit it again. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> What's our game this week? Command and Conquer. Command and Conquer. Yeah, pipe in that music. We are going to have to act if we want to live in a different world. All right, did you like that music? <laughs> <laughs> this music from this game, just right off the top, um, some of these songs will just pop back up in my head Yeah, because I played this game so much at my friend James's house growing I, up. I can believe that. Shout out James. He's definitely not listening to the James, podcast. James, come on. I, come I haven't on, told James. him about it. but oh, Well, it's not your fault, James. James, on, Steve. I'll tell him on the podcast. Check the podcast out. Um, this game came out 
in. Do you no, know when? 1995. I think you're right. Yes, 1995 by Westwood Studios. A uh, great studio developer of this type of game, real-time strategy. They had some hits. You know the other ones prior to Command & Conquer? No. Dune. Ah, oh, because Command & Conquer was... Well, I don't want to spoil your special... Spoil it. I think Command & Conquer was supposed to be Dune too, but there were some licensing issues, perhaps? Um, yeah, I didn't read that far. But they actually made Dune 2. So there was a Dune 2. Oh, I'm a dingus then. Well, there's some other stuff going on. There's something somewhere. But I remember playing Dune 2 at another person's house and being like, this is cool. You command a whole army. True. But the controls of Dune 2 were wacky. They really refined it for Command & Conquer. Mm. It was more like you had to confirm every click you were doing. Ooh. Like you can't select a guy and click an area on a map and it'll go. You had to select the guy, click the move option, then click the area on the map. Uh, like it was very involved. Interesting. But the same overall idea. That's interesting. Well, I don't want to skip ahead no, to skip the controls. Ahead. We're going to go everywhere. It's interesting because in Command & Conquer, so there was two options. There was remastered and there was a classic version. Mm -hmm. And I went with the classic version. which is To buy or? Just to play. Okay. To purchase for sure. I think I remastered. <laughs> well, I own it on Steam. The, I, I think, think that's the remastered, the remastered yeah. version, yeah. And the classic one, it just looked better to me. Something about the like motion capture they did or just the wasn't even motion capture just like a real video oh the like fmv sequences yeah they're movies okay yeah the it looked better on the classic version on the remastered version it all looked really odd it was too clean and it didn't have the graphical oh. like noise over top of it and it was throwing me off they i don't know monitors back then were they crts also yeah it's definitely they they worked with that medium. There was things they would do graphically that would look better on that type of screen. I don't know if it was a CRT. They were definitely different. They weren't high-resolution monitors yeah. at the time. But I think they were working with what they had, and it looked better on that technology. Um, are you talking about, like, the opening sequence? I was specifically thinking about... So or I played GDI. Yeah. Um, you know, Global Defense Initiative. The only proper... Crew the to good play. guys. Yeah, they're the good in guys. In quotation marks. Um, and there's a scene in the beginning where you're on an aircraft carrier, mm -hmm. like a helicopter, and mm -hmm. the guy's doing motions. Mm -hmm. And in the remastered version, it looks just like a guy standing in front of a screen waving around. Uh. And then the guys come out and run, but they're all just <laughs> running. And they had them run in place, and then they just moved it across <laughs> the screen. <laughs> but somehow in the, in the original version, because of the... the resolution not being so high it somehow didn't look so fake mm -hmm. and i it just i liked it more so i went huh. with that and that's a weird i can't hate choice. you for that i just got rid of my giant crtv crt tv last week we did that was a you helped me lift it from the basement <laughs> it was <laughs> massive beast. but those older games do look better on that than plugged into like a hdtv where you can see every imperfection and yeah. grossness um Oh, I I don't even know where I jump around because I was talking about the you're talking about the controls in Dune too. Mm -hmm. The first thing I noticed in this was that, like, comparatively to other RTSs, because I think the first RTS I ever played was probably Age of Empires, and then I played Age of Empires two a lot. I wasn't but there. I believe the, the <laughs> controls and the way the units controlled 
is chaos. <laughs> like I know why it's chaos because it's older, but like trying to select your entire crew. Yes. You'll try to select and you'll half the time you get the building. Yeah. And you're like, well, let me get these guys up here. So you just drag and well, let me pull them down here. <laughs> and then you'll try to move your vehicles. And then one vehicle will just go across to <laughs> just leave. Like I clicked on that area. So then you're trying to select everyone to get your entire crew together to actually move somewhere. Yeah. Is an act of God, which is crazy comparatively to like all the rts's i played which are a little newer where they kind of figured out unit formation and so on yeah so the fact that dune 2 had even less refined controls, yeah that's pretty funny. you should go back and play <laughs> dune 2 if you think command and conquer's rough it's not bad it was just that was honestly my, the first thing i noticed was just Some i'll select my crew like, okay apparently <laughs> i will not select my crew of guys uh, maybe i just played so much that i know exactly what i'm doing probably but there is often like pathing issues when you select a group and you're like go here please four of them will go that way and one will be like i can't make it that way i'm gonna go around this way and die and you're like the, okay. cars, like, the vehicles just flying yeah, off yeah. the ether is so fun it's a little chaotic um the opening sequence which i didn't remember at all but really enjoyed is like flipping channels yeah it creates like this whole universe which i think is kind of fun people working out there's a guy doing painting like a bob ross guy yeah, yeah. there's like tv ripoffs of what was happening on tv at the time it's kind of a fun throwback there was like a children's show that seemed like it was going to get real dark if yeah, they let that yeah. channel stay on <laughs> <laughs> but i like all of the fmv sequences are really well done um then you jump in and you get to pick your side you went with gdi I went with Nod, the uh, Brotherhood of Nod. Mm. I wonder if that's an acronym. I can't think of what it stands for. Bon. Nod. Eh, anyway, did you go with GDI because I told you I did not and suggested um, maybe? Initially, yeah, you said I did not. I said, well, I'll do the opposite. But as soon as I saw the differences, I, I'm like, of course, I'm GDI. That's just, that's just me. I don't want the Scorpion boys. They I'm look a, dangerous. Yeah, I'm Mr. I'm Mr. whatever the <laughs> current wave is of government. I'm like, sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you. Uh, so you pick your thing, and then it fires up a little movie sequence where you, ev before every mission, you get a movie sequence, yeah. which was I remember thinking was really cool at the time. It's awesome. Yeah. That kind of lets you know overall what's happening with the war with the battle and then specifically what they need you to do for that mission and then it kicks off and hits you with some music and you get to work you're a commander unit ready it does throw you in like there's no in like starcraft it'll say here's your base and it'll zoom around and say there's their base this one is just like go <laughs> like Whoa. yeah tutorial wise they do start you off with some very simple missions no yeah. base at first just here's some guys Move figure guys it out over there yeah and your machine gunners so in my case i don't know what the nod is not yeah they do have different units between the two um some overlap mini gunners the same i think they both have rocket launching guys and then gdi gets grenaders yeah the grenade throwers. nod gets flamethrowers ah. and then you both have engineers there may be like an advanced unit did you get to a mission where you're a single unit. Yeah, I, was, I was literally the top. That's my favorite mission. I ah, that's as far as I got, really. But. That's where I got to. Also, the yeah, Nod yeah. version. That's cool. But there's like a single sniper like, super unit. Yeah. <laughs> with the silence pistol. It felt really cool to be that guy, honestly. Yeah. He just one shot everyone. I don't know what the Nod guy says. The GDI guy is like, oh, real tough. Huh? It's the same guy. That, yeah. He's very macho. <laughs> it's like, geez, you just killed that guy. 90s macho guy. Yeah. <laughs> I can't think of his catchphrases, but he's got a ton. Just a guy standing outside like, man, I'm on watch. 
<laughs> yeah, idiot. Idiot guy. You're dead now. Um, I never mentioned the sales numbers. We're going to just bounce all around here. This is a chaotic episode. I don't know what time period these sales numbers are covering, but you want to take a stab at Command & Conquer series has been a commercial success with over how many Command & Conquer games? Com- oh, is this, this is games sold Conquers. as of 2005 million. 30 million, close. Ooh. That was really close. I like that I had right. the first number, right? As of 2009. So that's a bunch of Command & Conquers. Because it was such a good game, it spawned a lot of sequels. I remember playing probably three at my friend's house. Command & Conquer 3? Yeah. That's essentially this one, but cooler graphics and updated. I'm, I'm remembering that. Tiberian Sun. Shout out Austin Mari. Shout out Austin. Thanks for listening. <laughs> he doesn't listen. <laughs> I think uh, Red Alert is probably yeah, the most yeah. popular. Is one. Red, which one's Red Alert? Number is the second one they made. Okay, then that must but be it's the second a Soviet. One, yeah, it's very cool. But back to this one. Um, I don't know how else to talk about the game. They had multiplayer. You could play against friends or. Ooh, I remember setting up parties. Uh, perhaps. Probably I didn't. We only had the one computer at James's house. James, dang, cool James. <laughs> but I remember you could set up probably just like Warcraft or, yeah, Warcraft. You could just play against AI if you wanted on like a little map and yeah. just a race to dominate. Um, oh, I did want to share a story from the magazine that we ripped my list from. Oh, let's go. Uh, shout out the magazine. Retro Gaming. <laughs> Retro Gaming Magazine. Um, they interviewed the the developers and... They were telling the story of creating the game. At first, it was going to be a swords and sorcery game. That was the name of it. So they had, you know, magic and, I don't know, goblins, people, sorcerers, probably sorcerers, knights. Swords and sorcery, like Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, Yeah. that theme. Um, And then they kind of pivoted. But there was some drama in here saying that someone left Westwood Studios and joined Blizzard. And then before they could get Sword and Sorcery put together, Blizzard announces Warcraft, Whoa. the first one. Ooh. <laughs> so it's getting spicy. A little spice happening. So they saw that and they're like, oh, that's awful news. <laughs> and then they kind of pivoted towards this like sci-fi technology warfare going on. But they said in researching for creating buildings and units and what the war would look like and how things would attack... This is pre-internet, really, 95, probably developing in 92, 93, 94. Yeah. They were, um, they had to just go to the library and get magazines and find what they could. So they're like subscribing to all these newsletters that are talking about war. and They get the FBI. They get FBI. (laughs) They got a phone call. (laughs) Um, The U.S., government something in the government asking them like hey what are you guys doing (laughs) they had to explain you know we're just making a game but they got they got a little deep into it just doing the research because they had like actual units like the helicopter yeah you get for gdi um and some other stuff that they were like (laughs) that's pretty cool lifting from actual military they said they assumed like if they could find it then it's probably somewhat general knowledge yeah but apparently no one else is researching that to that except degree. For government people. Or if they are, they're only doing it secretly. Yeah. 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 That was interesting to me. That's a pretty fun story. Did you find that interesting? I'm going to call that at <laughs> least a seven out of 10 on the okay. interesting scale. All right. We'll keep it pushing. Um, yeah. 
I don't know how else to talk about this game except that I played. This was a game we played for hours. Every I would spend the night at James's house Friday night, and then Saturday it would just be Command and Conquer for like six straight hours. That's pretty nice. <laughs> it was awesome. It's a, it's really interesting to play an RTS like an older one mm-hmm. and just see the beginnings of what the genre would turn into. Honestly, not that much long after. Like, it just kept developing pretty exponentially. But it's so rudimentary mm-hmm. compared to most. Like, the sh- the strategy of moving your guys around is, there's not that much. Yeah, you can't really organize, like, I want these guys in the front yeah. and these guys behind. Like, your mini gunners will run right up to someone as your grenader throws a grenade and kills your own mini gun. Yeah. <laughs> and it's not in the... Like StarCraft, I think it's called Micro. It's essentially how many times you're pressing things per second. Macro? Macro, micro. There's a couple of different things. It's also like actions per minute. So yeah. My friend tried to tell me about that stuff. The best StarCraft, StarCraft. guys are, hitting, are tapping things constantly. They're jumping all around the map. They're organizing their characters. They're mm-hmm. overseeing their resources. They're... If you're playing Zerg or something, you're the way that you're fighting, you're constantly using like you'll literally jump from the fight back home, build more units, mine, and jump back to the fight all while it's happening. Yeah. The best people are. Yeah, like yeah. Oh, it's not me. The Korean, not me the Koreans. <laughs> <laughs> Koreans are doing yes. this. Good job, Koreans. And like adjust your character's positioning or the characters, the units positioning. Yeah, yeah. When Command and Conquer, the first one, none of that's been refined yet. So it's really just, there's not, you're just kind of move your guys somewhere, build some more buildings, maybe build a couple more guys, because your guys are going to get fried. There's nothing you're going to do. Yeah. It's, it, you're just throwing them over there. And you <laughs> can leave. You can go somewhere cannon else. Cannon fodder. <laughs> and it, it's just like a really basic look into what would become the genre. Yeah. All these games have to start somewhere. We played Alex Kidd in Miracle World, for heaven's sake. But that game <laughs> came out after that better game was games. an accident. <laughs> that game was like, oh, then they probably were developing a bit. Saw, saw Mario came out. Anyway, oh. Should we finish it? <laughs> I guess. Uh, yeah, you're right. It it is the start of something, and I think because of probably how well it did, other studios were like, oh. We can make a game like this, yeah. and we'll do these things that make it better. I remember, correct me if I'm wrong, listener, but I think in the original, when building units, you build one at a time. You click a unit, it goes building, takes all your money, finishes, and then unit complete, you can build another. Yeah. In the remaster, you can queue up 10, 15, 20 units, however. Oh, yeah, that's not the way it is. Yeah, that's a real pain in the original, because if you're trying to monitor your apms or your actions per minute you're having to bounce around click on building click on your units there are shortcut keys like you can group a unit and hit control and a number and then that many units is number two or number one were you using that not really uh you could do that even in the original my problem is more so just selecting them like i kind of i knew it was there because it's been there for a long time that way of selecting groups mapping it to a number yeah the what's crazy because I just looked it up. Age of Empires came out in 1997. Two years later. And so much of, just like I said, it's one of the first ones I played. Yeah. So much of the unit pathing and stuff was mm-hmm. already exponentially better in just two years. I think in that time period, and we've seen this, games were coming out much more quickly. Yeah. 
So two years development time is actually, I mean, it's not a long time, but that's enough time for a studio to put a game together and refine it and move it forward for sure. Always brings me back to the current. <laughs> yeah, I'm just thinking of GTA 6 yeah, right I now. Like, can't. what are we even doing? Let's not even get into that. <laughs> no, Command Conquer, I, it must have been awesome. When you first played it, it must have felt, because of what the graphics really were, it must have felt like you were just playing war. Yeah, that's what it was. so cool. Yeah, you're controlling war. And you're not only that, but the way it does tie you in, if you're playing GDI and the general... Like, hey, you, yeah. what do you do? Get out there. Right. Like, they're talking to you. Okay. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> I'll do it. <laughs> um, I played up to, there's a mission on the Nod side. Did you get kind of a story going through with all your FMVs? Were you skipping them? No, I was catching the story. There's the... Uh, Tiberium. The, Tiberium, yeah. Mm-hmm. There's the Tiberium and the Nod Habit. The Tiberium is growing. It's the thing you're mining. For it's money. from the aliens, right? Or something. Something. I can't remember how it started. And then the 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 Nod seemed to have more knowledge of it, and the, the other guys, GDI, mm-hmm. also are developing it. But the Nod have have so much knowledge. They've they've been able to turn it into. They've made themselves like the second most powerful military on the planet. Mm. It is, yeah, it's a race for the Tiberium. There's Kane. At one point, they're making a recording after some Serbian village, I think it is. Mm-hmm. Or Bosnia, maybe. And he's like, the GDI, the terrorist GDI come in and they just do their terrorism and they suck and they're the worst. And then it <laughs> leaves and it's just, he's just on a green screen. Uh, and Kane comes in and he goes, do it again in French and German or something. Oh, yeah, and he I goes, is that, that camera still on? <laughs> and he, I can't tell if he shoots the camera or the guy behind the camera. But the, the feed stops. Probably both of them. <laughs> <laughs> now we need a guy and a camera. <laughs> yeah. There is some cool stuff with all the the uh, movie sequences. Yeah. You missed out on Nod, but I played, I wanted to play up to this point because I knew that it happened. But on Nod, you're given directions from this guy. He has a sweet beret and his name is Seth and he has a cool 90s goatee. And he's the one telling you like, we need you to do this. But cr- progressively each mission, he's like, you've caught Kane's eye and now you're kind of moving up. And then... He, you can tell he's getting contempt for you. Like, as it uh, progresses, he's like, okay, Mr. Big Shot, let's see you do this then. And then you get a hard mission to do. And then it reaches a point where he's like, okay, you've proven yourself. Uh, Kane is dragging his feet. You'll see that power shifts quickly in the Brotherhood. I want you to attack the Pentagon. You've been fighting, like, in Africa this whole time. But now this guy's like, I want you to attack the Pentagon. You, and you can tell, like, this guy's going off script. <laughs> <And> <laughs> that, is that what we're supposed to do? Yeah. And then he, like, he hears a noise in his base, and he pauses and looks back, and he keeps telling you, the Pentagon is this, and then out of nowhere, a gun comes up and just blasts him. Spoiler. <laughs> right. And then Kane sits in his chair. That's when you're introduced to Kane Ooh, that's on sweet. the Nod side. And he says, all right, go attack the Pentagon. <laughs> no, he doesn't want you to do that, but he's like... He, he does say, like, yes, power does shift quickly in the brother. <laughs> Ooh, that's pretty cool. It gets pretty... Uh, he has a cool goatee, too, right? 
Yeah, very 90s bad guy shit. We should have grown goatees for this. (laughs) (laughs) 90s command and conquer goatees. That would have been funny. But the story that progresses is kind of cool. There's like, on the Nod side at least, there's like some deceit and movement in the ranks and people trying to gun for each other's spots. It's fun. Nice. Yeah, the Nod seems like the bad guys. They are the bad guys. There were missions where I had at least two missions where it was like, Destroy this village. <laughs> Not even fighting GDI. It was just go and destroy a village. Hey, you ever kill a civilian? <laughs> it gets better after the fourth or fifth one, I'm telling you. <laughs> like one mission is literally steal a GDI helicopter and blow up a village so that people think GDI killed That's the Bosnia thing. That's, yeah. It's all coming together. Ooh. The story is actually not bad. It's not bad. It's pretty cool. Yeah. I wanted to get, because there's some advanced technology, The uh, there's an obelisk of light, I want to say. It's this laser tower. You just pop it up, and it's essentially essentially a guard tower, and it charges up and just <laughs> fires this laser. Immediately one-shots any unit, any guy. Mm. Cars, it's not so great for it, but the sound, it lights them on fire, and they're like, ah! They do like the Wilhelm scream. That's <laughs> like, nice. Does the tower go? Does the tower go, oh, you think you're tough? <laughs> I wish the tower had some cool catchphrases like that. <laughs> Mercenary. The sound is cool, though. I just remember, as a kid, you don't understand the strategy part of it. Did, what difficulty did you play on? What difficulty? Did you even have a difficulty? There I may not be I don't, difficulty. I don't know if I selected a difficulty. On the remaster, there's easy, medium, and hard. I don't think I, I don't think there was a difficulty. I don't think there is in the original. Anyway, um, I remember playing this maybe six months ago. I was like, I want to play this. And I played on medium. Mm-hmm. And I got to a mission that I could not complete. I was YouTubing it. How did these guys do it? I couldn't do it. Did I don't know why. Out? I easy out this time just so I could. I knew I wanted to get to that one mission where the guy gets shot. <laughs> <laughs> but on easy, it's very easy. Your guys have more health. The other guys have less health. They attack stronger, way easy. But as a kid, you don't get the strategy. Yeah. You get the fun. That's what you want to do. I remember, and I did the same strategy this time, building one base, you get access to sandbags, which essentially AI doesn't know what to do with a sandbag. (laughs) But you build sandbags, you just block their base so that they can't leave their base. (laughs) And as a kid, I remember building just like, it must have been 50, 60 guys and just have them waiting outside the sandbags. And then you sell a sandbag and essentially just zerg in there with all these guys. Your guys are dying, but there's just too many for yeah. them to mess with. Yeah. It's so a, funny. Like, it's just really, really basic stuff, but it's yeah. fun. Yeah. You can really get silly with it. Yeah. I remember having like 10 of those obelisks of light just all grouped up. There's no <laughs> reason to have all of them right there, but they would just zap anything. <laughs> a lot of fun. Dang it. Well... Listen here, gamer. Play this one for sure. You got to play Command and Conquer. It's a classic. Yeah, I bet you could play this in browser, to be honest. There's probably a play classic games in browser.com. There's definitely very easy ways to play this game. (laughs) Wink, wink. Definitely buy it. They have the remaster. We've purchased. The remaster has a cool feature where if you hit spacebar, it reverts to the old graphic style. It doesn't look as good as I remember, but of course they remastered. You should try that when you're watching the fmvs or whatever mm-hmm. well i don't know if it'll change during the fmvs they, they tried that, um, to was oh, a secret of monkey island has that same feature i used to do it all the time oh yeah just so, switch back and yeah. forth they tried to update the fmvs and they got them maybe up to like 
480p, if that. I'm telling you, they look weird on the They're a little rough, yeah. yeah. Just the quality's not there. Anyway, play this one. Play it. Wherever you can play it. Listen, if you don't play this game, don't tune in. <laughs> Just kidding, you don't have to play it that much. We won't threaten you. Wait. Final thoughts? I rank this game... Uh, I give this game the vibe check of this game is that I want to conquer and I want to command check and check. I want to do both of those things. And I want to see my enemies driven before me <laughs> and hear the lamentations of their women. <laughs> Conan. Um, yeah, agreed. Love this game. Played it as a kid, played it now. Still just as fun. Obvious why it's on the list. Like it's not the first one. It's not even the best one to do RTS. But it was definitely essential in moving that whole genre forward. Genre? Yeah. Um, Speaking of genre-defying acts and games and lists and funerals and podcasts, what's next week's game? I was going to let you go on and see how many things you would keep referencing. Well, I just wanted to see. I was waiting (laughs) until you got to the (laughs) the spreadsheet. Next week, we have Silent Hill 2. Ooh, spooky. I've never played this game. I've never played Silent Hill 2. All right, we're in for Honestly, I'm trying to think of any... The only Silent Hill I've ever really played was that tech demo that came out on PlayStation a while ago. Do you remember that? I didn't play it, but I know it came up. People loved it, and then they took it away. They said, just kidding. Yeah. Yeah. And everyone's like, we want that. (laughs) "Mm, You don't want that. You don't deserve it. Nice. Silent Hill 2 next week. Tune in to Silent Hill 2 in another episode. About our terrible weeks at work. <laughs> It'll get better. We'll see. Goodbye. Oh, gamers. Don't leave. Don't leave. Come Turn back. Turn back on. Turn your... Just kidding. Get back here. We're here. We got a new thing. Oh, yeah. Mention this. We're going to... Sometimes we come in and we say, we haven't played, we played the game this much. We played it that much. We don't have a real consistent amount of time that we promise and swear to play the game. Like Turrican 2. <laughs> like Turrican 2. <laughs> So what we're going to promise you, dear listener, sweet, sweet listener, looking cute today, <laughs> is <laughs> Look at you. is um, we're going to play these games for a set amount of time, and that time will be at least, at least, <laughs> I'm, I'm we never gonna... actually fully <laughs> got down. I, we had like 90 minutes hour and a half we will put 90 minutes guaranteed into every single game even into the ones we don't want to play even res let's not guarantee this because we're okay this is a big we're really gonna try for this if it's something like res where we know 15 minutes in that there's nothing more to this game there's a chance <laughs> we're not gonna do it but like command and conquer uh resident evil games like that we promise at least 90 minutes. And, you know, if we really enjoy like Portal 2 or something, we're probably going to get more time out of it. So that's just a promise to you. A little more consistency from episode to episode. Yeah, we'll have more experiences and things to talk about. We promise to play Pokemon Red and Blue for at least 90 minutes. Yep, that's a promise. <laughs> some, there are some really old games we have yet to hit that are going to be tough to play 90 minutes. But we'll, we'll do our best. All right. That's all. Goodbye.